hungry. Hungry. Run the track. Darling, there's only one God. Darling, there's only one God. The Dirty Bag Podcast is your virtual check-in spot to celebrate the highs, unpack the lows, and sort through the in-betweens of life. It's a place to laugh, cry, self-correct, and cut up. I'm your host, Cookie, and I'm in these grown folk trenches right along with you. Welcome to the Dirty Bag Podcast. I'm your host, Cookie, and I'm kicking back this evening. We definitely keeping the plastic on the sofa for this episode because... I'm just trying to figure some things out. You know, it's been one of them weeks. It's been a good week, actually. Anytime, I'm sorry, anytime Beyonce drops an album, we stepping into a new era, okay? She, she, the queen rules where we are, what we gonna do, how we gonna do it, what we gonna talk about, what we gonna wear, what we own. I don't care what nobody says. I'm, I'm a Beehive member, but I'm not like psychotic Beehive. I'm more like, I came up with this chick. I was 16. We're about the same age. A lot of her music is the soundtrack of my life. So a lot of respect for the queen. Not to say that she is without flaws, because with this new Renaissance Act 1 album, it came with some drama. So that's the first thing I had to address. Now, first of all, let's talk about why I don't give a damn about the critiques coming from 20-somethings, okay? This is not your TikTok music. This is not for your just twerking, thick baby-haired, BBL, soul-sucked-out-of-your-waist crowd. This ain't for y'all, okay? This is that I'm a mama. I was fine back in the day. I got my second win. I'm going to always be fine. We're going to kick these waist trainers off. We're going to pull out the sequin jumpsuits. We're going to blow our hair out like Diana. We're going to the Club 54 studio vibes. We're going to kick it. I love this album. I feel like it's probably one of her most well-produced albums ever. Somebody made a, a comment that she got these fall-off-the-bone tender transitions. And I think that is the most accurate way to describe this album it makes you relax and speaking of which now guys remember we do have the youtube now so make sure you're just you're subscribed to the dirty bag podcast on youtube so you don't miss these visuals because i am definitely in this joint taking these braids out today uh if you have never watched the youtube videos you know i got my first set of butt link not listen dallas took me a good year to find somebody to braid my hair can y'all please Quit knocking us over the head with these prices. You paying a mortgage. But shout out to the Bray producer because she got me right. First of all, she didn't snatch my edges out. I did not need ibuprofen when I was done getting my hair braided. That is a blessing because a lot of y'all out here acting like you fighting for freedom and I scalp. And it don't make sense. There's no reason to be snatching folks edges the way y'all do. So now that we got that out of the way. So the controversy around this album, aside from the fact that some of y'all do not have the mature ear to appreciate these tracks, one in particular has brought out the absolute shade from another legend, um, Khalees. We know she is that girl. She's definitely not the one, not the two, and we love her. But um, a little bit of the milkshake 
was sampled or should I just really it was more like four seconds honestly it was very quick this album has a lot of transitions and a lot of samples in it so I mean unless you are really hip to um Khaleesi's catalog and you really got an ear for it I'm gonna be honest with you you probably would have missed it whatever the case a fan page pointed out that Beyonce and Khaleesi had a collab together on the album and Khaleesi quickly shut it down and went in on Beyonce more so than who she should have um, addressed her anger with, if you ask me. So Pharrell of the Neptunes, uh, Pharrell and Chad, uh, legendary duo, and um, he's done quite a bit on Beyonce's albums before. They've worked together, so we're going to make the assumption that Pharrell and Beyonce are probably really good friends. It's, it's safe to assume that. But what apparently happened was when she signed her uh, record deal at the age of 19, uh, she did not get um, her master. So basically, like, Pharrell owns Khaleesi's shit. To her, you know, the way she breaks it down, she got bamboos in her hood. We, I'm not going to pretend like I know all of that situation, but I know she was 19. And while a lot of people are like, you know, you got to handle your business, and these are Snapple facts. A lot of us were in college at 19. We signed 360 deals um, with Sally Mae. So let's not act like we've all read the terms and conditions to things that we've signed up for, for the betterment of our lives. So there's that. She was a kid, right? But she really came for B, saying it was stupid. She stole music from her before. Sis was mad. And I got to give it to her. She's the first person to call B out, stand on her shit, really kind of have a leg to stand on talent-wise, and not get bullied by the beehive. For that reason, kudos, girl. Because them stingers do not play. Those stingers do not play. So kudos to Khalees for uh, standing ten toes down, not backing up, not backing down, and saying her piece. You got to respect that. And of course, people kind of came for her, telling her she should be appreciative, because Beyonce did list her under the track, um, not as a writer, but she did give her credit for her work on it. And to Khalees, obviously, that wasn't enough. I think my thing in this situation is. Let's say, okay, you're not the songwriter or you're not credited as the songwriter, so you're not getting paid off of it. But you being mentioned on a Beyonce project, it's going to send a generation that may not have been familiar with you before to your catalog to see what you're all about. Like, we all, we're in a stage of wanting to know who's who behind what. And, I mean, Beyonce's been putting so many uh, younger, newer songwriters on not that Khalees needs that, but people pay attention to who Beyonce puts her stamp on. So not that Khalees needed it, but I think it could have been a, a sort of a renaissance for her as well with her career. Maybe getting her back to where she was. Because let's be honest, everybody's not really talking about Khalees' music these days. We are talking about her being vegan, the fact that she's growing her own food and that her edges are still flourishing. But musically, that's, she's not a name that's really trending. And that's no shade to Khalees, that's just being honest. But it does raise the question about sisterhood because she brought that up. Like, as a woman, you should have called me. Now, with a set of twins and a daughter and her running a whole empire and all that, I don't know that Beyonce really has time to be calling folks that she don't fool with, especially when she went through the necessary, the necessary channels to get the sample cleared. But apparently she took that joker off. So... Luckily, this is not a uh, Keisha Cole or a Carrie Hilson situation because the good sis Khalees really was minding her damn business. And we got to give it to her. It ain't like she was out throwing shade or 
acting bitter towards Beyonce. She really was living her life and got pulled into something. And of course, it can be a painful reminder of how the music industry has done you. So you get backed into a corner too many times, you're going to go ahead and lash out and give whoever wants to smoke or doesn't want it or who needs it that smoke. Not mad about that at all. I can definitely recall the day that very uncomfortable interview with Carrie Hilson and Sierra got looped in and how that was the beginning of the end. And now homegirl is doing Lifetime movies. So I think you got to pick your battles. Beyonce is a battle I would never pick. But I think in this one, like, Khalees, you a bad bitch for going there and not giving a damn what anybody has to say. So I'm going to give you that. But we do have to speak about how people that don't have as much power is treated, not just even in the music industry, but in general. Like we've, I've seen it in the activism world. Like that's where I'm most familiar with seeing people's work get stolen or not credited or them being shunned when they speak the truth about people. Um, I had a certain organizer come to town this past week and we kind of revisited some things that happened and it's so crazy when the smoke clears on any type of situation concerning people's work and their voices and what they've done and their contributions to anything um, pertaining to our culture and the backlash when you don't fall in line so of course I'm always an advocate for anybody especially for black women shaking the table and speaking their piece when they're not being treated fairly and not being paid what they're doing, not being valued. So I get it. But I love that album. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love the album. This album is for grown women that are rebelling against waist trainers. They remember the good old days that was stuck in the house with them kids that just want to remind everybody who forgot I am that bitch. I do love that Beyonce is really talking her shit on this album. And she's doing it only the way the queen does. I just need you to let us know how much these concert tickets going to cost so we could go ahead and start, um, like, giving plasma and, you know, selling ass on the side and doing whatever we got to do. <laughs> doing whatever we got to do to be able to afford these tickets. Because I'm in that thing. I, I don't care. And speaking of support, I want to talk about something else concerning um, women and really just wanting to do the things we're passionate about and doing it unapologetically and not worrying about who's going to come through for you. So I was at one of my favorite restaurants the other day. And what we know is when a lot of people are breaking into the music industry or whatever, some might work odd jobs or do things they don't want to do to keep the lights on. And this particular girl is a hostess. She's a host, hostess, whatever you want to call it. at one of my favorite restaurants, beautiful girl. And apparently she's an artist. And a girl came in the other night who uh, does facials, I guess you can call her, well, I guess a celebrity esthetician who works with other celebrity estheticians and stylists, and they struck up a conversation. And she's basically telling the girl that she saw something in her. Um, she was fighting, not fighting, but she was speaking and pleading with management for them to let her leave for 15 minutes to just run a few blocks down the street to meet an artist a known artist that she's a huge fan of to kind of just get that connection going. And I remember this girl specifically saying that she'd had a show recently and she felt like she's getting to the point where she wants to be surrounded by people that support what she's doing, that people came to her show, but it was as if they were just there. They were there, but they could have cared less about her. They, they weren't really giving her that much energy. Really. They was just in the room. Now, we were letting her speak her piece that night. 
the way I looked at it, and I didn't want to lecture her or give my two cents completely in a crowded restaurant while she's on the clock, but I can say it now because I know she listens and she subscribed, but oftentimes when you are going after your passion, whatever it is, or what area it is, the people that you expect to come through the most will not always do so. You have to be comfortable with the idea that you're going to be building a whole new community around what it is you're doing and that you can't, people are going to people. And this is the raw truth that nobody likes to hear. A lot of times people will watch you very closely and come through and show up, but it's not really to support you. It's to keep a close eye on you. There are some people that want you to fail. And unfortunately, they're usually not strangers. We've seen this. I think there is nothing Nothing crazier than seeking the advice and the support of people around you that are, A, not pursuing the things they want to do and that are not happy with where they are in life because it's going to be extremely difficult for them to show up for you doing what they don't have the balls to do. Darling, there's only one God. Well, darling.